This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Well, hello and welcome to Farm Traveler Podcast, Season 2. This is the Monday show. I know it might look a little bit different because we're on video, aka Zoom, which is what probably everybody is using now thanks to COVID-19. So anyway, thanks and welcome to the Monday show and the start of season two, which is going to be awesome. So season two is going to be about organic agriculture versus conventional agriculture. So we're going to dive in starting on Wednesday, like you normally know, and we're going to talk with you know normal people, normal producers in the ag world farmers, ranchers, scientists, all that really cool stuff. And we're going to learn what are some key differences between organic and conventional. We're not going to make one method look better than the other, just giving you some cold, hard facts. So anyway, this is the Monday show where we're going to talk about current events, talk about maybe last week's podcasts, you know, in the future, not now because they're not last week's podcast currently, or best yet, if you want to come on the show and want to tell us what you've learned, what Maybe you want to share a nugget of wisdom or something. This is your opportunity. So email us at just farmtravelerseries.com or farmtravelerseries at gmail.com or just message me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever and we can talk it out and you can come on the show. Oh, also forgot no notice. So we're doing this video on YouTube, Facebook, and the podcast. So if you want to watch it, go to YouTube, go to Facebook. If you want to listen to it, it's also going to be where the podcast normally are. But if you're on the video, you can see this cool little jumper thing that I have on that says Farm Traveler, courtesy of my sister-in-law, Molly Pilcher. Thank you very much. This was a late birthday present. It is amazing, and it fits so well, and it's, you know, merch. Merch is great. So anyway, let's dive into what this episode is all about, and it's about the whole COVID-19 thing and its impact on farmers and ranchers. So I was debating for a while on addressing this or not because there's so much you know, stuff on Facebook and Twitter and everything. And I was trying to do a lot of really good research and figure out what's factual, what's not. And here's what I found out. So 
you know, farmers, ranchers, everybody is hurting during this whole COVID thing. Um, not to say that farmers and ranchers are hurting more than other industries, like um, your first responders, like doctors and nurses, like people that work in restaurants. Everybody's hurting a little bit right now. And so this is just to kind of shed the light on how how it's impacting agriculture and what you can do to help those farmers and ranchers during this time. So to kind of get started, um, National Farm Bureau came out with this thing called hashtag still farming, where farmers and ranchers kind of showcasing that they were still in the fields, still plowing, still raising cattle, still raising crops 24 seven. And so if you want to see all the stuff that they're doing during COVID-19, check out that hashtag. Once again, it's hashtag still farming. And there have been a ton of articles everywhere about how much milk is being dumped right now because there's not any demand for it. And it's crazy because we have a milk surplus right now. Uh, I'm looking at my notes right here. So we are dumping about 3.7 million gallons of milk per day. And that is, I mean, people aren't buying food like they used to. They're buying non-perishable items. They're not buying milk. Here in Florida, a lot of our dairy goes to schools, it goes to restaurants, it goes to tourist destinations. Well, those are all closed, so that milk can go nowhere, so we're having to dump it. And the problem with that is really a lot of stuff. I mean, you have restaurant or you have supermarkets like Publix or Walmart that are limiting milk products to two items or fewer, sometimes only one. So it kind of varies upon your state, and a lot of milk is going wasted right now because, I mean, dairy cows have to get milked sometimes three, four times a day, and you can't just turn that off. So we're having to collect that milk and then dump it. And so another thing going on right now is produce going to waste. You've probably seen like some New York Times articles and stuff about how much produce farmers are just having to let rot in their fields. And it's not that they aren't donating it, donating it to food banks or to rescues or to their local communities. There's a lot going on right there, or there's a lot going on right there that kind of affects that. And so here in Florida, we are dumping 50 million pounds of tomatoes a day. That's a lot of tomatoes. Probably more tomatoes than they waste at the Spain thing with all the tomatoes. should probably know what that's called, but don't. But anyway, so the problem is that non-perishable items are going down. Restaurant consumption of food is going down because nobody's going out to eat. And in Florida, I did not know this, but around like 80 to 90% of the produce grown in Florida is directly for restaurants, um, amusement parks, theme parks like Disney, schools, stuff like that. So since that's all shut down again, there's nowhere for it to go. And the problem is that because those large entities like tourism destinations or schools are shut down, they are actually donating their produce to local food pantries. And so that's fantastic. All this food is not going to waste on that, stand, on, on that standpoint. And instead, it's going to those food banks, which is fantastic. But the farms don't have anywhere to send their produce to, especially here in Florida. And so, I mean, food banks only have so much refrigeration. They only have so much storage. And so that's a huge problem. That's why a lot of this produce is just being dumped or it's being left to rot in the fields. Now, it also is going to act as like an organic compost, so that's a win. So those nutrients are going to go back into the soil, but the farmers are going to lose a lot of money. So that is a huge problem. So looking at the notes again, so March grocery store consumption was down 27%. So that's crazy. Not a lot of people are going to get groceries or 
they're just buying groceries once and then they're staying in their house and trying not to go out and trying not to get produce. It's crazy. So going on, um, I know the key thing are contracts with supermarkets, which this is something I haven't done a ton of research on, but listening to farmers and ranchers, I just broke my pen. Anyway, talking with farmers and ranchers and listening to what they were talking about, supermarkets and grocery stores, they all have contracts with distribution companies, processing companies, and they can't usually buy local. And that's a problem. I mean, you cannot, just because of a pandemic right now, you can't break those contracts. Uh, so they can only buy from the growers that they have had deals with for however long. So that's a huge issue. You can't just break those contracts no matter, even if it would help save hundreds of thousands of pounds of produce locally. So the whole thing is, let's talk about what are some things that you can do. What can you do to help farmers during this crazy time. Of course, number one, watch out for yourself. Do what you think is best for you and your family. Of course, like I'm just do that. That's number one. So going off of that, here's some tips. I'm going to show you some cool websites in a second. So if you're listening to the podcast, I will do my best to kind of explain to you the website where you can go and all that stuff. And we will have an article on all of these webs that lists out all of these articles on thefarmtraveler.com. So I will link all of that in the description of this video and in the description of the podcast. So again, here's some tips. Buy local, locally grown. You know, many farmers are now actually moving to direct to consumer sales. There's this really cool thing in South Florida where this farmer growing, I think like cucumbers and squash was like, well, we can't sell to stores. So now I'm going to sell direct to consumers. And he had like a two mile line, a two mile long line of cars waiting to buy his produce. And he said they sold out within like three hours, which is crazy. So buy local, check Facebook, check your local extension service and ask them, hey, are there any local farms nearby that are selling direct to consumers? You can help out your local community, some friends and families, and keep that money in your local community. And you can buy a lot of produce for not a lot of money. Like it's very cheap because it's not having to go to the supermarket the processing plant, the distribution facility. So you're saving, you're cutting out basically all the middlemen and you're buying direct from the farmer. So that's awesome. Next, buy fruits and veggies, not just non-perishable items. This is something like my wife and I have got to work on too. I didn't know this, but fruits and veggies can last for up, up to a year in your freezer if you store them right. So don't be afraid to buy strawberries, blueberries, lettuce, kale, broccoli. There are some articles that I'll show you in a second where they teach you how you can store it for a very long time. So don't be afraid to buy perishable items. Buy them. I mean, they're super duper healthy, so buy them. Um, and lastly, I'm going to show you all these websites. So again, since I know this is Zoom, everybody's using Zoom right now. So let, I'm going to share the screen with you. And again, if you are listening to the podcast, all of these podcasts or all of the websites I'm going to talk about will be in the description. So Right now, we're on the Florida Department of Agriculture. Um, Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. I should know that by heart. So they ha they've started this new campaign called Keep Florida Growing. And it has all of these gr all this great information about what you can do to buy local or maybe like we're scrolling down here, we're consumer. Oh, there's a food safety guidance for consumers. Let's see what we can do to keep ourselves safe. Or let's say we need some food assistance click on here and there are a bunch of links and a bunch of information about what we can do to get some food. And so this is a great resource. Nikki Freed with the Department of Agriculture has been doing a great job 
kind of talking about what you can do to help farmers and kind of how we all can kind of help each other during this crazy, crazy time. So be sure to check that out. That is again, um, if you're on the podcast, it's fdacs.gov and you can just look up Keep Florida Growing. So going on, we have some other ones, Food and Safety and the Coronavirus Disease 2019. This is from the, um, the FDA has this cool website talking about everything that's going on right now. Some of this is kind of backdated to like March 17th, but they have some updated information about um, what you should do with, with social distancing, disinfecting your food. So be sure to check out that website. Now, going on to the next one, if I can get the scroll bar. Ooh, hey, do you want your free Farmer's Almanac? No, I'm good. So Farmer's Almanac, you know, probably if you're in agriculture, you know the Farmer's Almanac. There's a great article on here that kind of talks about how to find your local extension service. Your local extension service from your state's um, land-grant university is going to have a lot of information about where you can buy local what you can do to help farmers in your area or what you can do to get some produce. So come here. I'm in Florida. So I'm going to click Florida and it's going to go directly to the university of Florida Institute for food and agricultural sciences. And you can see right here, they've got a COVID 2019 or a COVID 19 updates. And I can just go here and I can see a whole bunch of updates for IFAS and for its impact on us and COVID and all that stuff. So going on, we've got another one. Nope. Oh, I just closed out of it. Anyway, here's another one. Really cool little read. It's how to freeze raw fruits and vegetables. You can, you know, blanch stuff. You can do whatever. Um, really cool if you want to freeze some stuff like bananas. Of course, I know bananas can freeze because my wife had about eight in the freezer. Allie, how long did you have those bananas in there? <laughs> She's like, don't talk about that. You can freeze bananas. You can freeze bell peppers. You can freeze cauliflower, citrus, corn. I know it's not conventional, but I mean, crazy times call for crazy measures. So check it out. It's just at tasteofhome.com and you can just look for how to freeze raw fruits and vegetables. So I'll stop sharing the screen right now. And again, if you want to see any of those articles or any of those websites, go to the description of this video or this podcast episode and they will be there. Uh, anyway, I know this is crazy. I hope you're all staying safe during COVID-19. I hope it continues to kind of go on the downward slide. We'll kind of keep you all updated. Hope you're all staying safe and thank you for letting us get to season two. I think this is awesome. I think you're all going to enjoy um, Wednesday's episode and the coming episodes of season two. Hope you enjoy it. It's going to be great. And again, if you want to be on this Monday show, call us, let us know, email us at farmtravelerseries at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and we will get you on. Thanks so much. This is the Monday show featured by Zoom, which you probably have used during COVID. Um, hopefully you warm pants. I'm wearing pants now, unfortunately. My wife made me. Anyway, enjoy it. Thanks for listening. See you on Wednesday. Bye.